0: Section 36 of the Algonquin Legends of New England. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary in Arkansas. The Algonquin Legends of New England, or Myths and Folklore of the Micmac, Passamaquoddy, and Penobscot Tribes by Charles Godfrey Leland. Section 36. How a Woman Lost a Gun for Fear of the Wee Wilmick There was a man and his wife who had got together all they had for the fall hunt. They went up to the St. John's River. They left the village of Foxerbeka. They went twenty-five miles beyond it. They passed the falls on the upper side to get some game. They cooked and ate. They got ready to start again. They launched the canoe. Footnote this story and the preceding are taken word for word from the indian narration the singular precision of minute details is very characteristic of many of these legends End footnote. they shoved the canoe twenty-five feet from the shore the woman turned and upset it it went like lightning down the rapids they had hard work to get ashore and lost their gun traps kettle and everything they escaped with great trouble they had trouble to save their canoe. The man was in great grief at the loss of his gun. He sat down and sang, Diki sigi pishtuk keewen, Dich imdijil meal wulgnuch. I am sorry. I am in great trouble. There came two Indians down to the portage where the man and his wife sat. They asked him why he was so sad. He told them all. One of them was Matulin. He asked of them, could you tell your gun if you saw it the woman cried quickly i could he was not pleased at her forwardness but put the question again when she as pertly answered yes for her husband he looked sternly at her and said are you sure to which she cried yes yes then he said if you are very bold and not afraid of anything you may get it again and this too she took on herself saying oh yes i'm not afraid i'll get it making no account of her husband then by the order of the man she went to a ledge just below the falls where they are seventy-five feet high there was a little projecting rock on which she could just sit a horrible place below it was a dreadful eddy in which nothing could live he helped her down to it and she was in mortal terror as such glib-tongued women generally are when there is the least danger then the man went away and as she sat there trembling and half dead with fright she saw something come up out of the eddy even out of the worst of it it rose it was an awful sight a kind of monstrous head with great forked horns and terrible eyes she was stiff as a stone with fear the lost gun lay crosswise on the prongs of the horns it moved slowly on through the eddy glaring at her it came nearer and nearer the gun was within her reach she was too frightened to touch it then the monster passed by and sank into the water and was seen no more nor was the gun they got her back with trouble from the place where she sat the matulin was furious with rage at her that he had taken such pains for nothing he said this serves you right for your imprudence and forwardness learn your proper place and never undertake to do what is none of your business he then condoled with a husband but said if you could give me all you could think of, I could never get your gun again. By this, women may learn not to speak too quickly or propose to do men's duties. Husami nizamma wikut we lene aga se MI rigam ma we o pitlin. Passamaquoddy. Too quick with the tongue, slow with the hands. Footnotes. Though the Wilwomek is a worm inhabiting the forest and found in dry wood, it is certainly identified or confused by the Passamaquoddy Indians with the alligator or some kind of a horrible water-goblin, which appears to have many points in common with the Chipitchcalm or dragon of the Micmacs. This story was related to me by Tomah Josephs, now Indian governor at Princeton, Maine. Among various notes I find the following the weevilmec becomes human at times even now six years ago said T. J., I was in the woods collecting boughs and i saw a weevilmec on a tree the thunder kept approaching the tree on which it was and finally struck it it seemed to me as if the worm had attracted the lightning august second eighteen eighty three the weevilmec is a small worm sometimes two or three inches long it is seen sometimes in the water as large as a horse then it has horns it is a very horrible-looking little worm this mysterious being is called Wee le in penobscot the correct pronunciation is very early wi will le mekwa for both penobscot and passamaquoddy but this would be a difficult utterance for any one who has never listened to the algonquin soft gutturals mrs w wallace brown informs me that the wewilmecqu is a snail this would account for its being thought to inhabit both land and water end footnotes story two mughamot adam the dance of old age or the magic of the the passamaquoddy legend Of old times there lived in a village many indians among them was a handsome young man very brave a great hunter and there was a beautiful girl what was her name malehansquas or kaliwadazi i don't remember which but she was proud and high-tempered and what was worse a great witch but nobody knew it she wanted the young man to marry her but he was very busy getting ready for the fall and winter hunt, and had no time to attend to such a thing, and told her so very plainly. Yes, he must have been very plain with her, for she was very angry and said to him, You may go, but you will never return as you went. She meant that he would be ill or changed. He gave no heed to her words. He did not care for her, nor fear her. But far away in the woods, far in the north, in midwinter, he went raging mad. The witch had struck him, when far away, with her magic. He had with him an elder brother, a great brave, a very fierce man. He, not being able to do aught else, did the most desperate thing a Wabanaki Indian can do. He went down to the river and sang the song which calls the Wiwomek, We Wiwilek, we mek chak bisco sama will Cardep kardap kesuma soa sewa i call on the wilemec i call on the terrible one on the one with the horns i dare him to appear it came to him in all its terrors its eyes were like fire its horns rose it asked him what he wanted he said that he wished his brother to be in his right mind again I will give you what you want, said the Weewillmec, if you are not afraid. I am not afraid of anything, said the Indian. Not of me? Not of you, nor of Mitch hunt, the devil himself. If you dare take me by my horns and scrape somewhere from one of them with your knife, said the monster, you may have your wish. Now, this Indian was indeed as savage and brave as the devil, and he had need to be so to do this. For the weevilmec looked his very worst but the man drew his knife and scraped from the horn till he was told he had enough go to your camp said the worm put half the scrapings unto a cup of water make your brother drink it and the other half asked the indian give it to the girl who made all this trouble she needs medicine too he returned to camp and gave the drink to his brother who recovered when the hunt was at an end they went home They arrived at night. There was an immense lodge in the town, and a dance was going on. The younger brother had prepared a cool drink, sweet with maple sugar, fragrant with herbs, and in it was the powder of the horn of the Weeblemeck. The witch, warm and very thirsty from dancing, came to the door. He offered her the cup. Without heeding who gave it, she drank it dry, and, turning to her partner, went on in the dance. And then a strange thing happened for at every turn of the dance she grew a year older she began as a young girl when at the end of the room she was fifty years of age and when she got back to the door whence she started she fell dead on the floor at the feet of him who gave her the drink a little wrinkled wizened-up old squaw of a hundred years aha yes Muga Mat adam. This is the story of the dance of old age, but you may call it Sektiga, the dance of death, if you like it better. Footnote. This extraordinary story was related to me by Noel Joseph at Campobello, August 26, 1883. I am indebted to Mrs. W. Wallace Brown for the incantation song the wimamech has as it appears in several tales an extraordinary resemblance to the norse dragon it cures mental diseases it seems to be the same with the footnote. another version of the dance of old age pessimaquoddy legend it was in the autumn the time when indians go up the rivers to their hunting-grounds that two young men left home they ascended the stream They came to a branch where they parted, one going alone, another with his married brother. This latter, with the brother, had left in the village a female friend, a witch who had forbidden him to go hunting, but he had not obeyed her. And she had cause to keep him at home, for when he was afar in the woods and alone, he met one day with a very beautiful girl who fascinated him and gave herself to him. And when he said that he did not know how to conceal her from his friends she told him that she was a fairy and could make herself as small as a newly born squirrel and that all he need do was wrap her up in a handkerchief and carry her in his pocket when alone he could take her out enjoy her company and then reduce and fold her up and put her away again he did so but from that hour while he carried the fairy near his heart he began to be wicked and strange this was not caused by her but by the girl at home he was entirely changed he grew devilish he refused to eat and never spoke his sister-in-law began to fear him when she offered him food he cried out unless i can devour one of your children i will have nothing when his brother returned and heard all this he too offered him meat but met with a refusal and the reply give me one of your little children to which he answered The child is so small that it will not satisfy you let me go and get a larger one then he ran to the village and informed his friends of what had come over his brother and as they knew that he was about to become a kawakwa chinui they resolved to kill him but there was a young man there a friend of the sufferer who said that he could save him so all who were assembled bade him try and when night came he went apart and began to sing his or magic song when it ended there was a loud sound as of some heavy body falling and striking the earth which fairly shook the next morning he called all his friends and the married brother and showed them a human corpse now leave me he said go to my friend and tell him that i have food for him the indians did so and in horror left the two cannibals to devour their disgusting meal when the insane youth was satisfied his friend asked have you had enough he replied that he had footnote the human body which supplied the meal was probably in reality a deer or some such animal end footnote then the magician said you are bewitched by the girl who forbade you to go hunting she knew you would find a maid better than she is now come with me they went to a small lake they sat down by its side. The sorcerer began his magic song. And as he sang, the waters opened. From the disturbed waves rose a huge weewillmek, a creature like an alligator, with horns. And as the terrible being came ashore, the magician said, Go and scrape somewhat from his horn and bring it here. The young man had become fearless. He went and did as he was bid. He scraped the horn and brought the scraping now my friends," said the magician let us try this on a tree there was a large green beech growing by them it was simply touched with a fragment from the horn when another color spread all over the bark as rapidly as the eye could follow it in an instant it was dead and a few minutes more it fell to the ground utterly rotten as if it were a century old now said the sorcerer we will experiment with this on the witch who wishes to destroy you so, as it was night, they went to the village. A dance was being held, and the beautiful, tall witch, having paused to rest, the two men approached her. The young man placed his hand on her head, he held it in the scraping of the horn of the weeewmek. as he did so, she grew older in an instant. she became very old, a pale colour rippled all over her. She fell, looking a hundred years, dead on the floor, shrivelled. Dried and dropped to powder, she will not trouble you any more," said the sorcerer. Her dance is over. This is the same story as the preceding, but I give it to show how differently a tale may be told by neighbors. In one, it is the spiriti inuria formi, the wrath of rejected love, which inspires the witch to revenge. In the other, it is jealousy. In one, she inflicts madness. In the other, she turns him into a cannibal demon, as Loki, when only half bad, was made utterly so by getting the thought stone or heart of a witch. This legend was sent to be by Lewis Mitchell. It is written not by him but by some other Passamaquoddy in Indian English. End of section thirty six.